You're listening to Redemption City Church. For more information, check us out at redemptioncitychurch.com. Redemption City Church. Delighted to have you join us this morning, whether it's online or on Facebook Live or, or however this is coming to you. We are delighted to be with you. Special shout out to the moms. Happy Mother's Day and uh, trust that you are loved and honored and blessed this morning. I want to give a special shout out to the moms-to-be, moms-in-waiting. We're with you in this, uh, in this fight. We're with you in prayer and standing with you and trusting that, uh, that your time is going to is going to come very very soon shout out also to the single moms um you guys are absolute heroes figuring this out how to do it um on your own how to play mom and dad and uh we just we think you guys are real heroes for the effort you put in and the faithfulness that you show to your to your kids also just to adoptive moms grandmoms stepmoms all of you, man, just an incredible job. And so we love you guys. And uh, this is a little quote that I picked up some years ago. And it goes like this, what is sung to the cradle goes to the grave. And uh, what that little quote is telling us is that what you do in the early days or the early years of your child's life is not insignificant. And uh, they carry it. The Bible says it like this, that if we train up a child in the way he should go, he shall not depart from it. So what is sung to the cradle goes to the grave. Bless you guys. So as we look... Uh, at this series of being the church, I want to give you a real quick recap. Week one, we spoke about the church and we said the church is the only thing that Jesus is building, leading and coming back for. In week two, Andrew spoke about the, uh, the church as being the only entity that Jesus gave the keys of the kingdom to. And then in week three, we spoke about the church as the bride of Christ, not a bridesmaid, but the bride. Not a sideshow, not a distraction, but the glorious eternal bride of Christ. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is not coming back one of the bridesmaids he's coming back for the bride and uh, that's going to be a beautiful day so this week on mother's day i want us to look at proverbs 31 and uh, we know that it's the wife of noble character and we're going to learn some things around this uh, proverb as we go along but i'm going to read the the, the key text for us real quick um, the wife of noble character proverbs 31 starting in verse 10 a wife of noble character who can find she's worth more than rubies her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She's like the merchant's ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindles with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet, speaks of salvation. She makes coverings for her bed and is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gates where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes fine linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She's clothed with strength and dignity 
and she can laugh at the days to come. We're going to look at that in just a minute. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, and her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her work bring praises at the city gate. This scripture is sometimes used as a compliment. Um, a husband would say over his wife, this, she's a real Proverbs 31 wife. Um, and that's a good thing. And sometimes it's used as a standard. And I want to say, I feel like in some ways it's a little bit unreasonable, especially if it's used as a standard that uh, comes from outside that's requiring a wife or a mother or something to measure up to this standard. I want to say, I think it's a little bit unreasonable because I think if you look at this list, I, I would dare to suggest to you that it's almost impossible for any one person to fulfill this list. And there's something of a clue in that that actually we might not be talking about a, um, a single woman here and uh, a, a person, a wife, a bride. There's something of the, of the vastness of this list, the depth of this list and the high standard of this list that has to tell us we might, we might be talking about something else. And so we're going to look at that. We're going to look at a few clues here as we go along. The first one is this, is that often when a woman is mentioned in Scripture, it is talking about the church. Um, we see that uh, first Adam, last Adam, Jesus, uh, Eve, uh, fit for Adam, and uh, obviously the bride of Christ, fit for last Adam, Jesus. Uh, the second clue for us is this, is this proverb in its original context is addressed to a king. Now, some translations uh, say this is addressed to Solomon. Some translations say that this is addressed to King Lemuel. King Lemuel, some of these Bible names, I'll tell you what. But anyway, some of them are uh, suggest that it's addressed to King Lemuel. Now, history tells us there was no king like this. But that the historical context of that word simply means from God, for God, or unto God. And again, there's something of a clue for us in there. This, this proverb addressed to a king. And then the first nine verses, and then verse 10 speaks of the bride and so i want to say friends there's something for us in that this king who is unto god for god who for us is god this king jesus and then verse 10 describes a bride fit for a king so i want to suggest to you this morning that rather than put this on as a standard or uh, whatever this more than describing what a woman should be i believe this is a picture of the church i believe this is a picture of the bride of christ this is the picture of a bride that is fit for a king unto God. So before we learn of the bride, we learn of the bridegroom. And that always, again, seems for us to be the pattern of Scripture. It's always Christ-centered, and uh, we look at that. And so I want, I want to just go through this real quick with you. And uh, if, if those things are true, that this could be a picture of the church, then, and we see how often those Scriptures start with this. It says, um, she brings good, she selects, she is like the merchant ships. And so I want to just say this, we're going to just translate she and, and take that she out and put the church in there. And we're going to look at a few things about the bride of Christ, about the church this morning. And so the first one is this, the church is trustworthy. Proverbs 31 verse 11, the church is trustworthy. Her husband, Jesus, 
has full confidence in her. And uh, that's a beautiful thing for us to know that Jesus has confidence in his bride. Jesus has confidence in us, his church. The church is wise and speaks with wisdom and faithful instructions. Proverbs 31 verse 26. The church extends help to the poor and the needy. Proverbs 31 verse 20. I, I want to say this, friends, that, that I believe that the, there's a time coming where the church is going to step back into this thing of us taking care of the poor, of us taking care of single moms and widows. And, and again, all this COVID-19 craziness has in some way forced that on us. Uh, the church fears the Lord and lives to please Him. Proverbs 31 verse 30. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 9. We seem to have uh, used that scripture over and over and over again in this series. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 9. We make it our goal to please Him. That Him is Jesus. That Him is King Jesus. That Him is our eternal bridegroom coming back for His bride. And, and the picture described in Proverbs 31 here is a church that fears the Lord and lives to please Him. The church is a faithful steward of all the resources God has given her. Proverbs 31 verse 15 to 20. And the Lord has entrusted the church with many, many resources. Primarily the gospel of his love, his mercy and his grace. And the task of getting that gospel to the nations of the earth through church planting. Ephesians 3.10 says this. It is now through the church. This is a now word, friends. We're not waiting for some future season to get the gospel out. We're not waiting for some future season. But we are simply saying it is now time for the church to get the gospel out. For us to be preparing church planters and leaders and releasing leaders into the nations of the world. The church is clothed with strength and dignity and laughs at the days to come. Proverbs 31 verse 25. What a beautiful picture of the bride of Christ. Strong. Clothed with dignity. Meaning she knows her place and her value. She knows her place and her value in the kingdom of God. She knows her place and her value before her King Jesus. She's not a sideshow. We spoke about that last week. She's not a sideshow nor a beggar. Forced to beg or compete for her place or for resources. And because of that she laughs at the days ahead because she knows how her King Jesus favors her and all that her King Jesus is doing for her, has planned for her, and that her place with Jesus is secure for all eternity. Uh, the church is not idle. Proverbs 31 verse 27. She is about the affairs of her husband. The church bears fruit. Proverbs 31 verse 16. This is part of the letter that Paul writes to the church of the Colossians and he says this we always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you because we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people the faith and love that springs from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you've already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you in the same way this gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the world as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. I want to tell you, friends, the church around the world is bearing fruit. And uh, even again in this whole COVID-19 season, just watching some of the churches around the world. And, and in some ways we get privileged to, to, to be in churches around the world, friends and family around the world, partnering churches around the world. And we can watch them and see them and see all the amazing things that they are doing. I want to tell you, friends, the church 
is bearing fruit absolutely around the world. And then the church is blessed. Proverbs 31 verse 28. Her children, those that are under her care, the Bible tells us, arise and call her blessed. I want to ask you, friends, when was the last time you called the church blessed? When was the last time you considered yourself blessed to be part of a local church? And, the, and that proverb goes on to say this, her husband, Jesus, is pleased with her. What a, what a beautiful picture for us, friends, that as much as we are part of a local church and, and we serve and give and love and all of that, all of those things, the fact that we are engaged in the life of a local church pleases our King Jesus. Maybe we could add that to our growing list of the things that Jesus is only doing and saying over his church. We say this, that the church is the only thing that Jesus is building, leading and coming back for. The church is the only thing Jesus has given the keys of the kingdom to. Jesus is not coming back for a bride. The church is the only thing that the Bible tells us Jesus praises and speaks favor over. Not just collectively. Uh, let, me go, let me just back up a little bit. Can you imagine what would happen? If Redemption City Church, along with all the churches around the world, began to radically pursue this kind of beauty and this kind of commitment to her King Jesus. What an incredible picture of the bride of Christ that Jesus is coming back for. Ephesians 5 says this, that Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. To make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. Verse 27, and to present her to himself, a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. What an incredibly powerful picture of the church Jesus is building, leading and coming back for. What an incredible picture of our King Jesus, who's overcome the power of sin and death. A king who speaks up for those who do not have a voice. A king who judges justly and defends the rights of the poor. We see that in these first nine verses of Proverbs. And Christ the king isn't merely looking for the bride described in these last ten verses. He's not merely looking for it. This, this, this is a powerful point here, friends. That Jesus is not just sitting up in heaven looking for a bride waiting for a bride but jesus himself is fully engaged in preparing this bride creating this bride perfecting this bride the church to present to himself at the end of the age pure and undefiled what an incredible privilege we have friends of being part of the church being part of a local church and understanding all of these things uh, I believe this, that when we get back together, and I'm not, again, not sure when that is, but, uh, but I feel like the, our times together are going to be sweet. We're going to value these things like we've never valued them before. And uh, even in this time, as I've been reading and studying and, and felt God leading me to speak on this thing, on the church, the bride of Christ. I feel even for myself, my, my eyes have been lifted. My faith has been lifted for what the church can and will be when we get back together. What the church can and will be into its future. This future that is absolutely secured with its King Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We bless you. And uh, we are so delighted, Father, with all that you are doing in us 
and through us as a local church in this absolutely unprecedented time. Father, we bless you and we love you. May we be, Lord, not just for Redemption City Church, but the church around the world. May we open our hearts. May we open our eyes. May we open our spirits, Lord, to your leading, to your guiding, to your building, to your washing with the word Jesus. Father, we want to be that church. We want to be the bride of Christ. We want to be that radiant bride that is preparing herself, being made ready to receive you when you come back at the end of the age. We give you honor and glory, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, happy Mother's Day. Uh, trust you have a great day, an incredible day. Uh, just want to remind you of those two uh, email addresses, prayers at Redemption City, or prayer at Redemption City Church. Com. If you've got any prayer requests during this time, also uh, Redemption, RCC Cares at RedemptionCityChurch.com. If you've got any physical needs, uh, we'd love to stand by with you. God bless you. We can't wait to see you all and uh, trust you staying strong. Eyes are lifted. Hearts are full of faith. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus during this time. God bless you.